0: Investing in your business can be a wonderful way to grow wealth and live the life you want. That's what I'm doing. But investing in someone else's business can be even better. In my opinion, this is the best way to generate true passive income streams. Through ETFs or exchange-traded funds, you can buy a basket of shares in different companies in one trade. BetaShares offers Australia's broadest range of ETFs, including the Global Cashflow Kings ETF, ticker symbol C. F-L-O, which lets you invest in 200 companies with high levels of free cash flow, such as Visa and Costco, in one ETF. You can learn more about CFLO and the Betashares fund range by visiting betashares.com.au. Read the PDS and TMD on the website and consider if the fund is right for you. Betashares Capital Limited is the issuer. Welcome to Rask's Australian Business Podcast, a series for entrepreneurs who dare to leave the world in a better place and get paid while we do it. This podcast will make you a better business owner, investor, founder or entrepreneur. If you want to start a business or already have one, please subscribe to the series or share it with your friends, business partner or colleagues. And don't forget to consider taking our free business course, which includes heaps of templates for creating business plans, HR documents, employee files, all of my software recommendations and more. The course is completely free and available via the link in your podcast player. Okay, let's get into the episode. Welcome to episode nine of the Australian Business Podcast. I'm going to talk to you about tax, HR and super and managing your growing team. If you haven't listened to the first episodes in this series, I would encourage you to go back and do that because some of the information in this episode relies on some of that knowledge. Don't forget, up until episode 12 of this series, I'll be going through the essentials of starting and operating a very small business. After that, we might include interviews or more helpful and more advanced topics. But for now, we're gonna talk about the essentials. Managing your tax, HR and super is a key part of running a small business. I was extremely confused about the way HR and superannuation is done. Not what is it, I knew what it was but how do I actually do it properly? For example, how and when do I pay super? Do I just deposit the money? Do I need to pay work cover if everyone works from home? Okay, but how do I pay for it? How much do I need? So many darn questions. I found that the return on effort for doing things like super HR and tax was and is highly skewed towards preparation, meaning, that the more you prepare your systems and processes now, even if they're just basic things, exponentially your life will become easier in the coming months and years. For example, I reckon one hour of thoughtful effort on these topics and an investment in knowing these systems today is probably going to save you days or even weeks of work down the track. So it's worth taking some time now to prepare for what's to come. Fortunately, this won't take long and, you should know that I've got your back. The course, the free business course on RASC, inside the workbook, I have templates and I have everything you need to go. So let's talk about things first. Let's start with some HR stuff, pre-employment. Before you employ anyone, even if they're a contractor, you should create a couple of checklists. You should create a checklist for you or your HR person to follow. That would include things like the steps required to onboard an employee, the legal responsibilities you have, and have an optional culture benefits pack that you can send to them. You should have a job description. And in the job description is really important that you have the trial, probation period, salary, key performance indicators, or KPIs, et cetera. That also should go into the employment agreement. I would have a checklist for a day one, and the day one that your employee joins the business. This would include a set of instructions or steps to follow to make sure the first few days for your employee go smoothly. This makes it much less daunting and you can give them a copy as well so they know what they're doing over the first week. Number four, I would create a welcome pack. You can store a welcome pack in Google Drive, Canva or Microsoft Drive or wherever you, whatever you use. Just store it in a private and lockable location. So if you're saying to me, Owen, I don't have any of this stuff for my business. Well, good news because I've done it all for you. Um, you can use the, the link on the RAS course, inside the RAS course, and you could download our welcome pack. I've got our examples for a welcome pack, employment checklists, and the key documents. Um, if you access it, it will send you to a Google Drive, download them from our Google Drive, and then upload them to your own, so then you can use them all there. Your employment documents should cover all of the legal requirements, protect you and your business, including making sure there are KPIs and always have probation periods, no matter how good you think an employee is going to be, always have probation periods that meet your state's guidelines for dismissal of employees. You can download some free templates online. Collect information on your employees' emergency contacts and medical information as soon as possible. You should have a manager or a checklist uh, for your manager or a team member to help uh, an employee start in your business. So someone that they know that they can go to if they have questions. It might be you, but if you have a lot of employees, you can't do that. So you may have to have someone else. You might have to buddy up with employees or something like this. Um, and you should always have an easy to follow checklist and information guides for accessing key pieces of software tools or even things like complaints. So you should hand your employee instructions on how to access software, which tools you use and the complaints. We again have a PDF version of a welcome pack, and you can use that as a template for your own uh, business. We made our welcome pack nice and pretty in Canva, and so it's nice and colourful. Um, but you, you can make your own; it doesn't have to be like that. Like that, our welcome template just has a like a Google Doc form as well, uh, so you can then take that and put that in Canva or do whatever you want with it. Paying super. Let's talk about super for a moment. You have a choice to pay super monthly or quarterly or even weekly if you want to. You can pay it, it doesn't really matter how you do it, it just has to be paid at least quarterly. When you pay your employees, is probably the easiest time to do the super as well. Uh, provided you again, just meet that quarterly deadline from the ATO. Provided you are managing your cash flows properly, my advice would be to pay super quarterly because then at least you have three months to earn interest on that extra money and also you can just do it all in one go rather than trying to manage it each and every time. It's just an extra step. Super is just one less thing on your mind if you pay it quarterly. So it's off your plate and you can set a recurring calendar reminder to do it. The way that you pay super, and this was a bit confusing for me, so I'm just going to tell you how I do it. The way you pay super is you have it in your zero account setup and you can do it all through zero, which makes it super easy. This is the easiest option I've come across and I've done a few different ones. So first of all, you should determine if you have to pay your employee super. Sometimes you don't. Um, for example, there are certain types of contracting roles or so on and so forth. On the ATO website, there is a link. If you just search for ATO paying super checklist or something like this, it should come up. And it actually runs you through a series of steps to see if you do need to pay uh, an employee super. So an employee could be a contractor. In this- Instance. Once you know that you have to pay employees, you have to decide how much you're going to pay. This should be included in your employment agreement. And we at RASC have always paid a little bit more than the industry standard, but the minimum as of 2022 is 10% of an employee's wage. Number three, when you create a new employee inside the Zero portal, you can enter their super information. So when you collect, remember that welcome pack that I talked about, that should have um, the tax file declaration and a superannuation form. And those are both things that have to go to new employees. So give them to them as part of the welcome pack, along with um, an information document where you can collect information on your employee, like their, their residential address, their bank accounts, their contact number, so on and so forth. And so when you create a new employee in Zero, you'll use that information. And um, you can use the super choice information form that they give to you and you can put that into the Xero portal. Just go to Xero, um, enter it into their employee profile. If they, do, if the super fund that they've chosen is a super fund that you haven't used before, you will need to add that separately to Xero. Um, you can follow the steps in the course to, to know how to do that. You do your monthly pay runs as you usually would. So you'd go into 0 you'd click pay employees and you'd do that. And then you would pay your employees like you normally do by sending them um, the money, the way you do that, the easiest way to do that if you have multiple employees, by the way, is once you process the pay run in Zero, there's a little button down the bottom that says download ABA file. An ABA file is like a, it's kind of like a spreadsheet and you can drop, drag and drop that into your bank. So with NAB, for example, we can download the ABA file from Zero, and on the multiple funds transfer page inside NAB, you just drag and drop this file and Nab automatically reads all the bank accounts, automatically reads all the description, all the amounts, and then you just click submit and it pays it automatically. So that's what you can do there. Um, The next step is once you've paid the wages for your employees is you have to go into zero, payroll and superannuation, and then select all of the superannuation payments that you need to catch up on. You can just click select all, and then you click process, it's a weird step, but you then have to confirm it in the next step, which is a bit weird, but that's how you do it. Please make sure when you press submit superannuation payment that you have enough money in your linked bank account because it will take zero or a few days to process the super payments. So you will need a few days. Um, It will take a few days from clicking submit to the money being debited. Uh, So make sure you do that because you don't want to miss the ATO's deadline. Then you can just wait a couple of weeks and check to make sure the payments went through. So just in summary, you pay your employees as usual, then every quarter you log back into Zero, you click on payroll, then you go into the superannuation section, highlight all of the, the payments that you need to make up for, select all, submit, make sure the money's in your bank account and within a couple of days it should be deducted. The other way to pay your super for your employees is to use something called quick super. So with Quick Super, you basically, you register your business with a superannuation fund, like say, Host Plus, Aussie Super, or CBus, whatever. And Quick Super is actually, it doesn't matter who you go through, because Quick Super is actually run by Westpac. So it's not run by the super funds, they just put their skin over the front of it. And Quick Super enables you to add employee superannuation information, even if they're not with that super fund. So let's say you use Aussie Super for Quick Super, you can still pay to CBUS or to Telstra Super or to wherever you're sending money. You just add them all in there. Then you log in every few months and you pay your Super like you do. Um, but honestly, I think 0 I'm sure QuickBooks has the same functionality, is so much easier. Uh, so that's what I would do. I'm sure someone listening to this will be like, there's an even better way. So if you do it another way, please let me know and I'll share that in the course. Let's now talk about WorkCover. WorkCover sometimes called work safe or something else in different states is mandatory insurance that you must pay to protect your employees if they injure themselves on the job site or even if they're working from home. For example, if you run a carpentry business and employ two apprentices, you will need work cover. If you are a tradie, some job sites or builders will even require a work cover certificate before you can do the work on their site. So make sure before you rock up, you've got this cover. Your work cover bill is calculated based on how much you pay in wages, the industry that you work in. for example, construction is riskier than supermarkets, and your previous claims. You know, if some of your employees have made claims in the past. There are ways to reduce your premium, which is interesting. I did not know this until I started researching deeper. You can actually reduce your premium in some ways. So please look at the link that's included in the course. Um, The way that you pay work cover is uh, a little bit interesting. So, it varies by state, but you pay the work cover typically annually, just like you would pay for car insurance, but it needs to be redone every year because they need to make sure that they're calculating for your latest wages bill and so on. You need to find an insurer that's approved in your state. For example, like Allianz is approved in Victoria. And once you have your insurance, you can get your work cover certificate. So you prove that you've got the insurance and then you get the certificate. And that's basically the way it works. And whoever does your insurance for you, um, when you do this process, like you can sometimes speak to someone in person or like over the phone, they will typically send you an email reminder every year saying it's due, has there been any changes, so on and so forth. That's how you do work cover. Let's talk about paying taxes. Now, paying taxes gets a little bit complicated, but bear with me. Just remember the parts that you need to remember and try and write down some notes or come back to this episode. A good accountant can explain everything you need to know. There are more taxes than what I've mentioned here, but these are the essential ones you need to remember. Income tax. Income tax is typically paid monthly or quarterly for a company. This is part of the business activity statement or BAS. So your accountant will look at your zero account and determine how much profit, revenue, GST, et cetera, you've paid and whatever. And then you'll get sent a, a business activity statement from the ATO. So the, the accountant does this for you, you get this PDF document and it's got like a B pay on it and that's how you pay. Sole traders are a bit different to companies. Sole traders pay taxes just like normal. So as part of a yearly tax return, if you grow to a certain size, the ATO might then say to you, well, let's do a, a business activity statement for you, even though you're not a business, even though you're not a company, sorry. So regardless of your business structure or size, you should always withhold tax in a separate bank account or make sure you've got that money separate. The second thing that you have to pay is if you have employees, you have to withhold tax for them. So you remember when you were an employee, their business would withhold tax and then when you did your tax return, you might get some cash back. That's because your business had paid tax for you. If you have employees, it doesn't matter if they're full-time, part-time or casual, you will need to withhold tax. Good news is zero will automatically calculate this for you. This is the tax that your employees pay as they go as part of their wage. Typically, you pay the employee's PAYG bill. So when you are doing your pay runs, it all accumulates and that will be paid as part of your BAS. So if you do that quarterly, it will form part of that. GST. If you you expect to generate over $75,000 in sales, you will need to register for GST. It doesn't matter if you're a sole trader or a company or a partnership, whatever, you'll need to register for GST. GST or government standard tax is a tax that's added on top of your products or services. So you can check if a business is registered for GST. Like if a business tries to charge you GST, like let's say when you're in your negotiation with another business and they're going to supply you with products for your business and they say it's $5,000 plus GST. You know, okay, cool, GST. You can go and check that business's ABN in the government website to see if they are indeed registered for GST. And this is important because... If that business is not registered for GST and they're charging you GST, what happens is they're getting the money for nothing, but also you can't pass that GST on. So, meaning that you can't claim that GST that you've paid. Because the way GST works is that you can get credits for GST that you've incurred or GST that you've got, and then you can pass on GST when you charge your customers and it can kind of net each other off. So make sure you check that. If they try and charge you for GST and they're not registered, you go, no, 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 no. Your ABN is not registered for GST. We're not paying you. Once you register for your own GST, all of your invoices should say GST on them. And it should your invoice should say tax invoice at the top. So you can invoice using Xero or you know one of those books or just even via Google Doc. Just make sure it has tax invoice, your ABN, the GST amount, and the total amount. Finally, you have payroll tax. Payroll tax varies by state, and it typically depends. It's once you're a bigger business. So for example, payroll tax in WA, as of September 2022, you would need to start paying payroll tax in WA if you're paying more than a million dollars a year in wages or $83,000 a month. So that's when you'd start to register for payroll tax and it can be pretty hefty. So this is an extra tax for big businesses. Keep that in mind. All right, take a breath. We're almost at the end of this episode. I'm going to summarize a few things before giving you some hacks. These are the 10 things that I want you to try and remember. Number one, give your employee an employment agreement before they start. Number two, give your employee a super choice form and tax declaration as part of their welcome pack. Number three, your business will pay tax to the ATO quarterly or monthly. This is known as BAS. Some businesses like really small sole traders will pay it yearly. Number four, withhold some tax in a separate bank account. Especially if you're a small business like a sole trader, put 20% or 30% aside. Number five, you pay tax to the ATO By getting a BPAY reference number and you send that money via your web bank. Number six, you can access your business information inside the ATO portal and you can also go to the ASIC website and manage your company information. Number seven, 10% GST typically applies to all of your income. There are some exemptions though. If you expect to earn over $75,000 So it's what you're going to earn, not what you have earned, what you're going to earn. Number eight, pay super quarterly via zero. It's the easiest option, or if you use your other accounting software. Number nine, get insurance from an insurer, then get the certificate from WorkCover or WorkSafe in your state. Number 10, think carefully before you start hiring people. It's a huge responsibility. Speaking of, here are my three business hacks to finish this episode. If you can start working with someone in a contractor capacity at first, do it. It's less risky for you and less admin. There are rules around taking someone on as a contractor and they're designed to protect employees. And so you still may need to pay super, but in many cases it can work well for both you and them. Number two, most people think, oh, I pay Owen $30 an hour as a part-timer. That's easy, I can cover the $30. However, there's more to it than what you pay an employee per hour. Many businesses realize that they drastically overlook the costs of work cover, super, fringe benefits tax, and so on. In the course, you will find a link. Westpac has created a free Excel download that you can use to work out the true cost of employing someone. Number three, and this is my final hack. Sam Huppert, who is an Australian CEO and billionaire of ProMedicus, he once told me in an interview, his secret to hiring people was this, hire very few good people, not lots of people. I think that's a good way to finish this episode so that we covered a lot in this episode. There is a lot. You may need to listen to it once or twice or three times, but just know this in the course, I've got a welcome pack and key documents that you can just download and you can use. You don't have to create your own. I have probably saved you 10 or 20 hours there. Just go and use them, access them. They're free. You can share them around, do whatever, customize them, make them your own, design your own strategies. And, um, Remember that some of these rules vary on the size of your business and some of the rules vary on how you want to design your culture or in the state that you're in. So that's this episode on tax, HR and super. In the next episode, I'm going to talk about my best apps and tools for supercharging a business. Um, Again, it's going to be a bit of a fun episode. And then we're going to finish off with two final episodes as part of the kind of introductory series to starting a business in Australia. If you have any feedback or questions, you can head to the RASC website and click on the Ask a Question link in the menu and uh, I'll have a look at your questions and get back to you. So thanks for listening to this episode of the Australian Business Podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Australian Business Podcast. I think this series is best served with my free business course on RASC education. My free course includes all of my notes, templates, employment guides, legal documents, marketing strategies, software recommendation, and ideas for starting and running a small business. If you're a small business owner or an expert like an accountant, lawyer, investor, or entrepreneur, I want to hear from you. I'm not 100% sure what we're going to do with this podcast series, so I'm looking for sponsors, as well as potential co-hosts, and of course, I'm eager to invest in businesses run by talented people. If you're looking for a supporter or advisor, a silent partner, or even an investor to support your growth, I can help. Please contact me via the RASC website. Finally, if this podcast or the course helps you, I only ask that you please help me by sharing it with one friend, colleague, or family member who runs a business. Thanks for listening.